Hey, this is Julio. Hey, this is Steve. Before the podcast starts, we want to welcome and give you the opportunity to support our ministry by visiting our website at www.bridgemenlaredo.org. Scroll down to the bottom of any page and you'll find the PayPal donate button. Bridge Ministries exists to share the glorious good news of Jesus Christ and to equip people to be transformed by the renewing of their minds. If you would like to help us in our mission of making affordable or free Bibles and Christian books available and also to check out the orphanage that we support, visit our website. What's up? What's up? This is the Bridge Ministry Podcast. That's John Mark McMillan, daylight from the economy, and we do indeed live on the edge of darkness, but daylight is coming. Amen. My name is Julio Rodriguez. You can call me July. I'm your host. And to the right of us, I'm not going to say it, but it, Alejandra, the Sheologian, I said it. Also known as Ali. Yeah, also known as Ali. Hello, hello. AKA the Sheologian. But, um, and right in front of me, I have the president and founder of Bridge Ministries himself, Mr. Steve. How are you doing? Good, good, good. to be here with you all. It is. It is very, very good. I'm excited. Um, well, we are continuing our series with the book titled Body and Soul, Reclaiming the Heidelberg Catechism. We've sort of been on like an apologetic sort of tour. We had J.P. Holding on, we had J. Warner Wallace, which was excellent. <laughs> and so now we get to dive into um, Craig Barnes' book and sort of discuss the first chapter. But um, before we dive in, Steve, you want to give people sort of what uh, what our this podcast is for what bridge is set up here in the great community of laredo yeah bridge ministries we my wife and i established about uh six years ago for the purpose of just providing providing uh, uh bibles and evangelical christian resources for the local community here and for people across the border in mexico we live right on the border with uh, mexico so right across from us is nuevo laredo and we have a lot of missionaries and pastors and people in ministry that come and, and get resources from us. And uh, we're all about um, simply sharing the gospel and uh, providing opportunities for people to grow mm-hmm. in their relationship with the Lord. So um, we really want to provide the, uh, you know, the, uh, the opportunities, the books that will help them to learn about why they believe what they believe and to just fall yeah. more in love with Jesus Christ every day. And uh, so we, we have Bible studies. We recommend a lot of resources when people come in and they have questions. We take the time to talk with them and help them find something that will help them in their walk with the Lord. And and then just last year, we started a uh, coffee shop along with the ministry, and it's just mm-hmm. a, a natural um combination of books and coffee and it really provides more opportunities for people to just get together and to Mm -hmm. hang out to do bible studies and talk about theology which we 
which we love. We, we've spent a lot of time doing this past summer, so it's yes. been really cool. Yes, this past <laughs> summer has been great. And, you know, and just, just on the topic of Bible studies and stuff, Bridge, uh, Bridge for me has provided just such an excellent, just, they just provided so many good resources. And, and right now, this morning, um, I think we've all been busy just reading the Bible and stuff. But in particular, uh, we, we carry a, um, a Bible study um, titled Fundamentals of the Faith by John MacArthur. And I've been able to take my, um, I'm the leader of a senior, uh, of, the, of the seniors for a youth group. And I've been able to take my seniors through um, that that Bible study. And it's been absolutely great. We went through lesson one, which was just on the on the Bible itself. Where do we get the Bible, the inspiration? Um, what's the difference between special and natural revelation? And, and just and it was just so cool to, to jump through uh, both Old Testament and New Testament and see our students or see, see my students just like just everything starts mm, to click. Exactly. You know, and it's we're an doing, excellent study. It is absolutely excellent. And I would recommend for just anybody who wants to lead a Bible study or if you just want to study the Word of God thoroughly mm-hmm. and you want to learn the fundamentals of the faith, um, pick up what we got here, Fundamentals of the Faith by John MacArthur. And, and also Steve's been doing it with a couple of people here too yeah, on we, Saturday. we've got a Saturday morning group and it started out with just one person and he kind of spread the word and so we're up to about uh, seven or eight people, I guess, gathering together here on uh, Saturday morning. So that's been a real blessing. And yeah. you get so much from that. Like as we were talking about w- the topics, it's just been pretty amazing because we get to read the verses and we discuss what it said in the verse and what we get from that mm-hmm. and everybody has an input to what they are reading and receiving from God so it's pretty mm-hmm. cool to, to do it in in community and fellowship with other brothers right. and sisters yeah 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 no no, no. it's 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 been uh it's been a blessing it's been cool too because so, so they'll ask they'll ask me questions that I just I'm like whoa I wasn't ever thought about that but then I'm able to, prov- to provide a, a little bit of a cool cool answer mm-hmm. so um Another thing too, Alejandra is going to be leaving us in yes. how long? Yeah, two days. <laughs> in two days, she's going Mama. back to Tennessee to yeah. Lee University. She's studying theology. Yes. So, um, and sh- she just wanted to to share a couple of words on just what Bridge has done, you know, with her. And I think me and you are are always here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and share that. It's been amazing, an amazing summer. I think. Um, Bridge Ministries has always given me the opportunity to hang out here and not just spend hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Go away! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We love having Allie here. Yeah. And Julio, too. Julio, too. <laughs> okay, so I think I wanted to share that a little bit of, like, last year I started coming to Bridge Ministries. It was very random. We're, it was, like, after you remodeled. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, all the floor, uh, all the books were in the floor, and I was like, "Okay, this is weird," because it was the first time I've been here in a long time. And I saw all the books in the floor, and I was like, "Hey, Steve, if you need any help, let me know." And I wasn't expecting Steve to call me back, and probably Steve was like, "Well, we can actually maybe we can do it by ourselves." And then he's like, he texts me like thirty minutes after that, and then he's like, "Hey." We might need some help. <laughs> so I came, and then the next day, he's like, if you need any more help, let me know. I'll come tomorrow. And that's how everything started. So I started coming every single day until I left to Lee, and mm-hmm. then I came back, and I spent all my days here at Bridge Ministries. But I think a little testimony of this summer is that it actually helped me to grow more, develop what I learned at 
this semester, this past two semesters at least, to put it into practice, mm-hmm. to discuss it, to like dissect it and go through it. But at the same time, I think uh, being with my brothers and sisters and seeing people come in here was such an opportunity to be ministered and minister to others and just like live mm-hmm. the fullness of life that Jesus Christ has come to mm-hmm. give us mm-hmm. um, discussing his word learning from that and it's I, c- I think it's a, an intimate probably detail of myself but I've gone like I experienced depression before and I was like afraid of being here in the summer and falling back into it mm. and it was so cool to just text Stephen Hulu and be like hey would you pray for me and then the next day it was like Julio was like we can talk about it and Steve was like they were so I don't know, proactive in that. And as I look back to the days, like just two months, I realize that we need our brothers and sisters when we're going through those moments. We can ask them to pray for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just discussing theology and reading the Bible. And I, th- that thought never came back to me afterwards, mm. mm-hmm. which was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, God is so good. And just thinking, like, speaking of what we were speaking and, sharing what we were sharing i i felt so much joy that mm. i still have with me and that's what i'm carrying back to lee so that's pretty amazing cool. that's cool that's i think i'm awesome. convinced that theology is best done in community you know when oh you have the yeah. opportunity to right. share to challenge each other to talk about things you've learned you know and yeah. and as you learn those things the more that you talk about them the more they become part of yourself yeah. you know yeah it's not just something that you read but you can talk about it. You can apply it to yeah. to life, to, to the situations that we face. Yeah, and that's something that I found when I came to Bridge. I, to- I tell Steve all the time, and I, f- I think it's so funny, but I just thought this was, I knew Bridge was here about a year ago, but <laughs> I thought it was just a bookstore. Like, that was just it. That was all that it came into my mind. And so the first time I had came in here was to buy a Bible, and I kind of left, um, thinking the same thing but mm-hmm. it wasn't until I came back and then I and I, I went to the back room and I saw Calvin's Institutes mm-hmm. there and I was like I need this book I was gonna order it on Amazon it's so expensive but you know it's it's like tons cheaper here and uh, and I picked it up and um, I mean usually at home before I, I, I knew bridge I would study theology anyway at my home and knowing just how annoying I am, like question after question after question. I d- really don't have uh, uh, any pastors here or theologians around me to, to, to ask 24-7. But when I came here, I noticed like Steve was here and mm. meeting a brother, which I love dearly, Raw. Mm. What up, Raw, <laughs> if you're listening? We love you, um, You know, I, I've, I've met uh, Leanne, which is Steve's wife. Yes. And you just meet people um, from all denominations, you mm. know, uh, Reformed theology, um, you know, Arminianism, whatever it might be, but like everybody comes here together and we just discuss theology mm-hmm. and we might not all agree with each other and, 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 but we do it out of love and we just, what, what, what's the glue to everything is, is Christ Amen. and the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I found that here and I'm just like so blessed. Um, the bridge is here mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. been such a blessing to not only me, but people, you know, all Amen. around Laredo. So awesome. I just, I, I appreciate, I appreciate it. And, and uh, yeah, when I walked out with Calvin's Institutes and I read just the first couple <laughs> of pages, I was like, <laughs> 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 it was so it was so great. So it, yeah. it just blew my mind away. And I love talking about Calvin's Institutes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could do a whole podcast on, on Institute, yeah. chapter by chapter. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. That would take a, forever. We'll be here until 2060 doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
for those of you who know, there's like seminary lectures out there on the internet for Calvin's Institutes that are just class based. Yeah. So y'all can go to that one. Maybe we'll do a couple of chapters on Calvin's Institute in the future. Yeah. But um, for right now, we're just going to go ahead and stick to body and soul you bet. <laughs> by reclaiming the Heidelberg Catechism. Um, so we left off on the last podcast talking about, you know, what was a catechism. And for those of you who don't know what a catechism is, I know a lot of people could 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 um, could hear catechism and think, oh, that sounds boring. You know, something that the Catholic Church does. I don't know. I'm just sitting there maybe praying on my knees, you know, whatever. That's kind of the, the imagery that I got. However, it's quite different. You know, it's not really what it seems like. I actually have learned, um, well, I actually fell in love with the Heidelberg Catechism, mm-hmm. and especially this first Q&A that we're about to go into. And, and catechism has been used both in secular, there's been secular catechisms and also, obviously, catechisms in religion. But it's used as a teaching tool right? to uh, memorize, to understand. Um, it provides a question. And then after, there's a an answer you recite. Mm-hmm. A lot of people could look at it as indoctrination, but please, everybody is indoctrinated somehow. Exactly. But it's just a good methodology to learn God's truth. I love the Heidelberg Catechism because um, it doesn't appeal to mere opinion, but it's appearing to Scripture and the Bible constantly. So when you buy this book and you go look at the first Q&A, you could see uh, the little footnotes at the bottom, where they're getting what they believe, you know, where they're coming from. So we're going to jump into that right now. And Steve is actually going to read the first Q&A. Yeah. So, so you want to want, want take a shot at that? Go. So here we go. Question and answer number one. And I love this. I, I remember as a, as a child uh, mm-hmm. growing up that uh, I had... I learned the Heidelberg Catechism. We had a uh, Wednesday night class that uh, came together and we studied the Heidelberg Catechism. And as a kid, you don't really appreciate it all that much. But when you yeah. get <laughs> you get some years under your belt and uh, <laughs> you realize life is uh, has its challenges yeah. and you really appreciate um, some of the things that you learn as a child. Amen. And so I, I'm really appreciative for that. But this is the Q&A number one for Heidelberg Catechism question is what is your only comfort in life and in death and the answer that I am not my own but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior Jesus Christ he has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil he also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my father in heaven in fact all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Mm. And I love that, uh, I love the the way that the uh, author of this book, Mr. Craig Barnes, um, talks about my only comfort in body and soul, this book on the Heidelberg Catechism. He says this, he says, the first and most profound of the Catechism's questions is, what is your only comfort in life and in death? With almost poetic beauty, it sums up the entire Catechism by placing us in the embrace of the triune God. Its Mm -hmm. reference to the boundaries of life and death asks not only how we handle the existential angst of our mortality, but how we deal with all our death-like experiences, such Mm -hmm. as when a child grows up differently than we planned. A job comes to an end. We lose our health or our dreams fall apart. These experiences mock our illusions of being in control of life. The catechism begins by echoing our confusion in the face of inevitable losses. Mm. 
And I think that that is so true. You know, we're all going to face things in our lives that are going to either crush us or they're going to uh, drive us closer to our Savior. And Mm. that's what we learn in, in catechisms like this, that those things that happen to us don't have to crush us. They don't have to destroy us. They don't have to bring us to the verge of despair and depression mm-hmm. because we know that our only comfort is found in the relationship that we have with God through mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that there's n- not, there's nothing that can detract from that relationship that can tear us away from his eternal comfort. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate that reminder because when you're facing, yeah. you know, the uh, death of a parent or, um, you know, some other tragic life event, there's not much that can bring you comfort except knowing that the one who holds you uh, for eternity is always going to be there. And there's nothing that, that can take you away from, from that relationship with him. Yeah. No, and I, I agree completely and praise God for that. Um, I think I've shared it maybe a couple of times on the podcast, but... And, and I always have this as a testimony. This this first Q&A of the Heidelberg Catechism truly reminds me of a situation that I was in two years ago. Um, I fell into a massive depression. Um, I would say God rightfully so um, destroyed my life. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have my mother. I didn't have my father. I didn't have my little brother around. I was living alone. Um, and I was going through the worst pain of my life, mm. which was full-blown anxiety and depression. Mm. I mean, it's talking about I was, uh, doctors were looking at me. I was constantly shaking. Uh, I was only getting like two hours of sleep for probably about two months. Mm. Um, I literally felt like a walking zombie. If anybody knows what full-blown de- depression and anxiety is, I mean, full-blown depression, you, you lose all sense of your feeling. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do not understand truly Tased yeah, everything. I mean, everything. It's the worst. I would not wish it on my worst enemy. Mm. I mean, that's how ugly it feels. And I remember just being so alone and feeling so alone. And um, the only hope that I had was knowing that, like, I am Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm God's child. And and I really had to reflect on, okay, well, what am I doing in my life? You know. And and truly, there was it was a moment in my life where. God was saying, is, is your hope into the material world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it into your girlfriend at the time? Is it in your mom? Is it in your, in your money? Or is it me? Mm-hmm. And I had to truly, God swiped me at the knees, and, and, I, and I had to say, you know, Lord, you know, you have eternal life. Amen. And, 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 and I am in you, and I'm going to trust that you're going you're gonna to pull me out of this. And it was the hardest time, but even looking back, I'm able to say, wow, I learned so much. And I tell people all the time, if, if I had to do it all over again, knowing that I would be here today mm-hmm. where I am, I would tell God, yes, like, let's, let's just do it all over again. And, you know, pe- people need to realize, especially as Christians, like, don't put your hope into the material world. Like, Christ is life. I think it's in Hebrews 6, it says, like, he is the anchor of our soul. Right. Mm. So. And that's such a good point that, um, you know, as Christians, we're going to go through those difficult times in our lives, but they don't have to destroy us, you know? Yeah. Being a Christian doesn't mean that that every day is sunny and, you know, you mm-hmm. you have everything that you need. You're happy all the times because quite often the Lord uses those 
those difficult times in our lives to draw us back to himself, to realize that our only true comfort is in him. Yeah. And as your testimony explained, you know, thank God that he, oh. he, he brings those times to our lives. Yeah. But he, he has allowed us to realize that, that our only comfort is in him. Like St. Saint, Saint Augustine says, you know, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. Yeah, amen. We have a shirt of that too. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty awesome that you mentioned that because yesterday I was talking to Steve about it as I was just pondering and just thinking about those seasons that I experienced, um, anxiety and depression in the past too. I keep asking God, it's like, so how is how can someone consider that as a good thing? Hmm. And I love what the catechism says. It's like, and, and it quotes the Bible, and everything works together for my good. Amen. Everything yeah. works Romans together eight. for my salvation. Mm-hmm. And I kept wondering, like, how are these things that I've gone through working together for my salvation? Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking about it. And I remember those moments when I would experience that I, I couldn't get out of bed like Julio said like I had no taste mm. and I had I was like your mind in those moments is like I'm never gonna get out of this situation here on earth at least like my life is gonna be like this you see no hope like you, if you wouldn't have the hope in Christ you probably just my life is pointless right yeah and like everything I do goes wrong and all of these things so I would remember that now that I look back, like I think I couldn't really appreciate it in that moment, but now that I look back, I would always have this thought. It's like, God, I long for you. Mm-hmm. It's like, God, I want to I want to be with you. I mm-hmm. want, I'm waiting for yeah. that moment Amen. where it is not my time of taking my life from myself, but whenever that comes because of your will, that I would be able to be in heaven with you and mm. there would be no sin they would meet not they would not be a corrupt idea of who i am because of what i see according to my flesh mm-hmm. it, i completely get to know you and know that i'm yours and i think in those moments god gave me a lot of reverence because otherwise i would have be like god i don't want to i wouldn't want to serve you because you're doing this to me or i, I don't want to serve you because my life is miserable but what god taught me in those moments is like I'm like you're mine and you depend on me so I think that's the moment I appreciate it's like yes maybe it was a horrible s- stage in my life mm-hmm. but at the same time I know that I learned so much from who God is mm. and he worked yeah. together for my salvation he worked together for my good because I got to know mm-hmm. more of the attributes of God I mm. got to know about his love his holiness just his presence in my life and everything that he gives and brings. Amen. So you can look back on it and actually be thankful for going through that time as opposed to, you know, something that that alienated you from God and brought you down and destroyed you. It was something that actually the Lord used to bring you into a relationship with himself. Mm -hmm. So praise God for that. Oh, yeah. And in today's culture, we have such a high view of man and a low view of God. You know, and, and something and an experience like that could definitely bring you to your knees and realize, like, mm-hmm. who is absolutely sovereign in this world? And it is God himself and it is mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and this just leads me to First Peter um, 6. and says, In this you rejoice, though now mm-hmm. for a little while, 
if necessary. Mm -hmm. You have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor Mm -hmm. at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Mm-hmm. Though you do not n- you do not know him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that it is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So that's just uh, something of scripture that really yeah. I think really sums up you know the whole the whole <laughs> the whole thing of suffering. You know, sometimes God will lead us to a very dark place, and we could be kicking and screaming, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like a I don't know, like a doctor laying your child mm-hmm. on the yes. table and he needs mm-hmm. a surgery and he needs mm-hmm. something to be fixed and, and you're there and God's looking at you like, no, you need this. Right. Like, you need this and this is for your own good. Oh, yeah. And I remember going through that as a, uh, as a parent, having those times when, you know, you had to take them to the doctor and hearing them scream <laughs> on the table and you're like, yeah, I want to stop this, but, you know, ultimately yeah. it's for your good. So, yeah. Yeah, amen. Praise God that uh, we can rely on, we can rest in him. Um, The other thing that I really appreciate is the pronoun that's used in answering, uh, in in this Q&A. It's not uh, what is our only comfort in life and in death, but what is your only comfort in life and in death. Yeah, it's personal. It's intensely personal. And uh, it's it's a question that each one of us must answer, you know, and it's, it's not that just that we belong wholly mm-hmm. uh, as a body, you know, to Jesus Christ, which, mm-hmm. you know, we do as believers, but mm-hmm. personally, each one of us, you know, can find our comfort in our relationship with our, hope. With our, with our Lord. Um, and so that's a, it's a very personal um, relationship that we have that God gives us with himself in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think to know that we belong to Jesus, we belong to God, it just takes so much worry out of my shoulders. Mm. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't have to be like, it doesn't depend on myself. Amen. It's like I was talking to my dad about these things, and I was listening to a woman saying like, "You can have all that you think about. Every single thought mm. in your mind will become true, and like everything that you desire and you want to be, you can be." And I was like, I don't think I want that in my life. Mm. That that worries me. Imagine right. if I'm thinking like something and then it happens. Like that really uh-huh. worries me. It puts a lot of worry in my shoulder. And also like to feel that I, I'm the one that is building my future. Amen. Yeah. Um, it also worries me because it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's idolatry. Unwa- yeah. yeah. It worries me a lot, but to know that I belong to, to Christ, to know that God has ordained my steps, to mm. know that he has foreseen my future that that just gives just gives me a lot of confidence Amen. like i cannot do that by myself yeah i also like what the author brings up in this book with regards to the significance of the word comfort it says that uh it implies strengthening its latin root literally means strength mm. In the words of uh, Karl Barth, the Swiss theologian, the catechism shows us how to stand on our feet again. It invites us out of hiding behind our coping devices and calls us to stand again as women and men capable of taking on life with all its volatility. You know? Yeah. I mean, that is, that's just amazing. It's, uh, 
it's not just this mushy, you know, warm blanket, you know, bowl of soup type of comfort. It's yeah. that we have the strength to go on, to put one foot in front of the other, to carry on, you know, to do what needs to be done next, you know. And mm-hmm. God gives us that strength. We can do those things through Christ who strengthens yeah. us. So. Yeah. It's to go above the suffering, like to go Amen. beyond and above mm-hmm. the things that we live because uh-huh. that they, they don't really mean anything at the end. It's like Eesh. it's like that song of when Joe Piper speaks uh, in the middle oh, of the song. Oh, um, yeah. Shane and Shane, Though You Slay Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, anybody think, uh, go listen <laughs> to that song. Shane and Shane, uh, a John Piper version, uh, Though You Slay Me. Mm. If you don't yeah. cry by the end of that song, man, that, yeah. that song hits home <laughs> it does. i love it he's just like whether you're sick of cancer uh, sick with cancer if you are going through this if you lose someone who you love that doesn't like at the end like you see the greatest the, the rewards that god has for us in heaven not yeah. not the rewards as we think in our worldly mind but to yeah. be with the father to Amen. be with the one that created us yeah and to love him and to know him who, as he is and to be known completely that's true comfort that's yeah. really, really true comfort. It's like, yes. Yeah. No, no, completely. And it's, it's, you know, when it talks about comfort and, and, and the topic of hope, I, I think I just got done reading the book of Acts, and I think it's funny when um, I just, I just, I can't help but chuckle because I, you know, uh, with the Apostle Paul, but um, <laughs> the Holy Spirit's telling him to go to Jerusalem, and you have uh, the disciples and some of the people who who's, he's uh, discipling and stuff, and they're saying, "Don't go there; you're gonna die." Right. Mm-hmm. And then what was his response? He was just like, "No, I don't. I don't consider my life of any worth, right. like value. Like I'm here to do Christ's work." I mean, you just see even through him, and you even see throughout all of history. To be honest, of, of Christendom, mm. you see the Apostle Paul, and he's just like, eh, "God's got it. Body like I don't offer. see my wife, uh, my, my not my wife, my my <laughs> life." valuable you should see your wife as valuable but you see it yeah you see it all throughout christendom i mean all throughout christendom to the puritans coming over to to america i mean um to the building of 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 hospitals and and orphanages Mm. and and then and then there's that awesome bonhoeffer yeah uh, story you want to share that (laughs) when wow yeah when christ calls a man he bids him come and die that's from the uh from his his book um cost of discipleship but Uh uh then uh, when he was when he was actually being led away by the Nazis to be hung, his comment was that uh, there were other people, other prisoners around him, you know, grieving for him um, mm-hmm. because of because of the loss. And uh, his words were, um, "In a few minutes, I will truly begin to live." You know, so he he knew what he had to look forward to yeah. because this life is not it's not really living like it will be for eternity yeah you know so he he had that eternal perspective of being with the lord and and knowing the uh the reality of of, of not just seeing through a mirror dimly but uh, being with him face to face yeah and you you see when people put their hope into the material into the material world and the material things and like you know god's immutable and he's he's unchangeable he's unchangeable yeah that's that's what i was getting at and you know you you have also to Christ saying like build don't build your your house on sand but mm-hmm. build yourself on a rock mm-hmm. and he's talking he's talking about himself and as Christians we must understand that once we start putting our hope into other things mm-hmm. I mean things change bank accounts change people change mm-hmm. um, 
but the word of God doesn't change. Christ yeah. doesn't change. And, and, you know, a lot of Western Christianity, um, you know, they, they use Christianity as a means to their true hope. Mm-hmm. So they get Jesus Christ and they go, cha-ching, give me my cars, give me my vehicles. And, and that really is their true God and that right. is their true hope. And all that's going to go away. You know, it like that's what, it, that's what it says in the Bible. All that stuff is going to go away. Everything is going to fade. And, um, you know, I was given a message yesterday and I had some scripture that I think I'll share. But Job 8.13 says, the hypocrite's hope will perish. Mm-hmm. Job 27, 8 says, For what is the hope of the hypocrite when God takes away his soul? And then this one's pretty awesome too. Job 31, 24, If I have made God my hope and said to the fine gold, You are my confidence, then I have denied the God above. Hmm. So it's very clear throughout the Bible where exactly you put your hope at. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort. It's where your comfort is. It's our eternal hope. Speaking of comfort, um... (laughs) Ali and I were talking earlier, and uh, uh, you mentioned Ali that uh, the comfort, the one, the one of the things that you really found um, that you really liked from this book was the fact that the comfort of the gospel offers more than consolation or empathy for our worries. It is redemptive. It restores mm-hmm. us to our position as humans made in the image of God, crowned with dig- dignity and honor. And I really appreciate appreciate that as well. I think. You know, so so often we uh, we think of the gospel as just you know the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, it's your salvation, and once you're saved, that's kind of it. The gospel is all encompassing. You know, yeah. it 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 impacts every aspect of our lives. You know, it should it should be the the uh, the foundation of our of our lives of our belief system and be the filter through which we. Um, act through which we see mm. life, you know, yeah. and uh, the way that we deal with the struggles of, of life, the challenges of life, and also the blessings of life, you know, and mm. so yeah. I really appreciate that fact. Yes. I love what is said by Paul in Philippians that when he desires that they would have that peace that surpasses all understanding. For me, that's one of the most amazing verses of the Bible because it's like there's things I'm a person who wants to understand it all. Like, I want to pass everything through my mind, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And those that piece that God gives us, and we don't understand, it's so amazing. And it doesn't just, it's not God just saying, oh, everything will be fine right now. It's God really promising that there's something else to yeah. what we see right now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is not it. Mm-hmm. And that's such a comfort. I don't want this to be it. And I remember, well, actually, two or three days ago, I was having a conversation with someone that I really appreciate. And he's been sick for a while. And I was listening to his voice, and he was really sick, and I was crying. Mm. And for a moment, like, since that person is so important to me, I just, I, I don't know, I, my mind was completely blocked. Like, I was, I was like, what's going on? Like, is this person going to to die eventually what's going to happen in the following years and mm-hmm. i was i was just worried about what was happening in the following years and mm-hmm. it's like losing this person and not having them anymore and he said something to me and it's like all this will pass mm-hmm. and what he said it was not my sickness will pass only it's like all of this pain that we're going through right now will mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. and we'll yeah. have that comfort in christ and that was such a moment that afterwards i was just thanking god because 
I was like, only you can give us this kind of messages, God. Uh, only your gospel, that comfort. Like it is said by Paul, the resurrection is not only the crucifixion of Christ, but the resurrection Amen. of Christ from the yeah. dead. Mm -hmm. yeah. What makes sense to Christianity and Christ being this, the first fruits of the resurrection yeah. is the comfort that we have, the promise that we're going to be the rest of the harvest. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And that, that is so good. And it, and it, it transforms, I think, uh, the way that we react in situations and allows us to live lives of grace as well. The last part of the answer for question and answer one, it says, because I belong to him, Christ by his Holy Spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. Yeah. You know, and so because we have that hope, we are yeah. able in turn to share that hope with others, to show yeah. them the same grace that yeah. God has given to us. Yeah. You know, because there's... Uh, None of us deserves God's grace. None of us deserves his love and no. salvation. No. And so in the same way, we can be a reflection of that to the world around us. And uh, hopefully they'll catch a glimpse of, glimpse of Christ in us and want to know him as well. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely. That, that's, this is awesome, this, this whole entire conversation. But, I, you know, I, for the Christians, I, I kind of think about it in a sense like we live on a, on a mountain, it's very foggy and hazy with clouds, and we don't really know. Um, and we see people walking to this certain direction. And if they just go in that direction, right, it's very foggy and hazy, mm -hmm. they'll fall off this cliff and die. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and we're there walking the other direction, or at least we're sitting there. And we know the true direction to get off this hazy and cloudy mm -hmm. mountain. Right. Like, what a disservice. And, and you know, t especially to the work of Christ and what he's done is to not share this comfort and this hope with others. Amen. And say, like, Amen. don't go that way. Amen. I know the true route to get off this hill. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be up, you know, up on this hilltop forever. Um, but don't go that way mm -hmm. because you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Or in this sense, you know, you're going to live in eternity in separation from God. And, um, you know, I would just... You know, for the Christian who, who's listening to this, and even this goes to us, but like have all the confidence to share this gospel and what is called the good news to the world. And this, since since Christ has arrived, this has changed everything, Amen. <laughs> humanity and society. And it's, it is truly the good news and, and great comfort. It is. There's something that I read in one of my theology classes, and this was John Chrysostom on the Providence. Mm of God and I think it's an amazing <laughs> writing from he was a Catholic bishop in 17 no 407 AD but it's pretty amazing because he was um, held captive by the person who was governing at the time like who was exercising government at the time and he was held captive and in prison is where he wrote on the providence of God like he was mocked he was persecuted wow. he was put in prison and he yeah. wrote the most amazing writing in the province of God. I, I really encourage you to read it. And he says, it's pretty amazing because it's like kind of like the story of Paul. Paul being in prison and still writing all these things. Mm. And being like, I'm suffering these things and sharing with Christ. Right. It's pretty much the perspective that he uses. But what he says is so amazing. He says, the difference between a non-believer and a believer should be reflected or should be seen in the way that they, they deal with life. Mm -hmm. with the good and the bad of life yeah is and, and it says it's when true. It's yeah. like a funeral like for example in the book of ecclesiastes it said is 
it's up it's awesome if you go to a funeral like go to a funeral instead yes. of a baby being born and it's like yeah. what like we're celebrating life when the baby is born but he says a funeral makes us think of just how, how like it just makes us um think of our how quick or fast or short well it makes us think how short our existence yeah, our is, is yeah. in light of eternity <laughs> and so when someone dies it makes you think about your life and kind of like I don't know if you have noticed that, but people just put their thoughts in order when mm -hmm. they feel like, well, he passed away or she passed away and they start to think about life and they're like, maybe I need to fix some things about myself. Mm. And so he says these things and, and it says like, it makes it is such a difference of how a believer should react to a non-believer because a non-believer has no comfort. Mm. Mm -hmm. A yeah. person who does not believe in Christ for them, the life is over. Mm -hmm. That life is over. But for that believer who knows that that believer died, mm -hmm. is like, whoa, he is in heaven with the Father. Right. And that yeah. should make a difference. And now what it does to the community or the people around you mm -hmm. is that they will notice that there's this peace mm -hmm. in your life, that there's this comfort in your life. And people who see that that are around you, they are there will be willing to know why is, is it that you have that Amen. comfort. Amen. Yeah, it's a testimony. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, the Bible says that our life is very brief. It's like a mist here mm -hmm. one moment and gone the next. And it's it's funny that that you bring that cuz just the other day I was talking to my brother and he knows I go if if I die whenever whenever I die, right? I always say. <laughs> and he gets sad. No, 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 brother. Don't don't even talk about that. You know, it makes me sad. And, and I always say I want you cuz he's he's such a good singer and I say um sing me Divine Romance by uh by Phil Wickham. Mm. Anyway, that's just a side note, <laughs> right? And I love that song and I I just that that is something that I would want played at my funeral, but anyway, I, I told him. I look at him. Don't, don't. If I ever pass away, don't, don't, don't cry, because mm. I'm, I'm with Jesus. Mm. You know, I'll, I will see you at the gates, is what I told him. You know, I will, I will see you right there, and and that just brings the comfort not only to him, but then it gets me happy. You know what I mean? Amen. Like the moment that, um, you know, just for the Christian, that the moment my, um, life ends is when my best life begins. Amen. Amen. You know, and that's there's just such a comfort. No, our best life is not now. <laughs> Thank God. Along the lines of what we have to look forward to, I just thought I'd, I'd uh, close out by reading a few verses from the eighth chapter of Romans. And uh, Paul says this, starting in verse 31, he says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? And then dropping down to verse 37, Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And that's a pretty all-encompassing um, outlook as to what we have to uh to look forward to and what what uh, on, on, upon what our our assurance rests you know there's nothing that's going to separate us from god's love in christ jesus death yeah. or life nor you know angels or principalities or, or whatever we have that assurance that we belong to god and he's going to see through to the end the salvation that he has given to us in, in christ yeah, 
First Peter 2, uh, 4 and 5, it says that like we've been born into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Mm. And then John ten twenty seven through 30 says, um, My sheep uh, hear my voice. They know me and they follow me. You know, I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish and nothing could snatch them from my hand. And then he goes on to say that um, God who is greater than all has given them to me and none could snatch them from my hand mm-hmm. either. And then he goes on to say that I and the Father are one. Amen. And like that gives me so much comfort because yeah. if I could lose my salvation, it, they would be like my keys and cell phone. I would lose it all the time. You know what I mean? It's just so, so peaceful and brings such a comfort to know that um, it's secure. It doesn't rest on you. No. <laughs> Thank or what you God. do. It rests on what Jesus Christ and what he's done. His yeah. grace. Amen. Yeah. So I think that wraps it up. And, and, and I wanted to, to end it with uh, just a good note, especially for people who are, who are struggling right now. I know when, when I am struggling through something and I need some comfort and I need some hope, um, as Christians we could look for death as going into heaven, but then we kind of miss the end of revelations uh, we're going to come back here to a new creation mm. to a new hope and we're going to be with god for eternity and and i just want to end off the whole entire podcast with revelations uh revelation 21 the new heaven and the new earth it says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more and i saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold a dwelling place of God is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with you with them as their God and this is the awesome part right here he will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away and he who was seated on the throne said behold i am making all things new also he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true and he said to me it is done i am the alpha the omega the beginning and the end to the thirsty i will give them the spring of the water of life without payment amen i just i love revelations 21 it's it's so it's so comforting to know that um you know, just like he says, these words, write this down because these are trustworthy and true. Mm. And as Christians, we could just, it's so awesome that, um, you know, we, we, uh, we have the word of God and it is our hope. I think in somewhere in Romans it says like the scriptures are for our endurance, encouragement and hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just reading the revelations 21, it just gives me so much hype. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen. We have that hope to look forward to. Yes. Amen. Well, this was a good podcast. I liked it. And be ready for the next one. We're going to go through uh, chapter two. Just be on the lookout for that one. You could pick up a copy of Body and Soul Reclaiming the Heidelberg Catechism by Craig Barnes um, here at Bridge. We have copies here ready to go. What's the price of it? Price Both? is ten ninety five. Ten ninety five. We can afford that. It's packed with theological knowledge and biblical truth. So. It is. Um, you just want to, you could use it as a devotion, oh, you know, yeah. just go through uh, a question and answer every day and, uh, yeah. you know, read a chapter or 
a few paragraphs and uh, it'll really help you to I think rest in the salvation that you have received through Jesus Christ that yeah. the Lord offers us. Yeah, every chapter is is so rich and, and applicable too. He relates it to um, just everyday situations. Mm-hmm. And the, actually, in the, in, every, in, in the beginning of every chapter, he sort of talks about an everyday situation. He gives examples. Exactly. And at the first, at the beginning of the first one, are some three pretty, really good ones. That I think all of us could relate to, some way somehow. So, um, anyway, guys, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you for listening. Like and share. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud and on YouTube. You can find us under Bridge Ministries. Visit our website at www.bridgemanlaredo.org. And you can scroll down to the bottom. There's a donate button. Um, guys, donate whatever you guys can. We would, we would really gladly appreciate it. It us the opportunity to do things like this. On like JP and authors and also to support an orphanage out of to have such a just a great ministry like this here in Laredo and uh, for for that Lord and uh, thank God for that and um, guys just uh, thank you for in, like share and subscribe and uh, love your God with all your heart strength and mind love your neighbor as you love yourself and uh, creation this one Amen. thank you